is Sunday night. Music means it is right. Asus here on 104.1 LPFM, KZSM.org, KZSM, your local community radio station. And Kathy, this is your first show over the airwaves. We are live. And uh, glad to glad to be here. This is revolving door, and then I'm into this. I've still got Justin James Bridges tonight. We've got Musica Kanganas is coming up next. It is getting full, and I am excited. It's been an exciting week. It's been great to be around here. We've got a lot of people that are tuning in and getting the word out there about us that they can catch us in around town. You can catch us in your car, or you can dust off those old radios and uh, bring them on out and uh, be listening in and getting involved. Well, first, I want to thank you and all the people from the very beginning and from the inception of the concept of the radio station who had the vision to get us to where we are. It's been a, a, you know, a long road, but here we are. So, you know, I want to congratulate everybody who, who participated in the meetings and who participated in getting us to this point. And yeah, the folks over the middle of the summer with us up there, and I was talking about Dave Newman earlier, and it was him up on a ladder, and we're steadying it, and we had Tony Wilson, myself, had a couple other people. We were up on the roof in the heat, you know, sitting here, oh, getting all of this stuff. And when I got up there a couple weeks ago to do an inspection before we went live for the FCC, it was just amazing to me that all of this work that we here as the community did to put this together, that it was all off of you know drawings and that we went out and got those done by somebody over here in New Braunfels that did a professional drawing for us. And we submitted those and we went through, we submitted to the city of San Marcos, the staff was not originally very happy about this whole plan for us and i remember going in and having to oh okay you guys are going to find a way to make this happen and if not uh, you know one of our our friends uh, lmc i who was ready to go and i said just hold off hold off and uh, this was uh, back uh, when we had uh, colette uh, had uh, jameson was one of our assistant city managers at the time and she was we had the floods going on and they were out and all sorts of things were going on and i'd called up and i said you know this is coming up We've got to find a way to make this happen. And I said, you know, if not, you know, I've got folks here in the community that are going to, you know, say a few things on that. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 hold off, hold off. And we were able to get this, come up with a solution to getting us through the downtown. And the problem was that in the historical district for us to put in a 30-foot antenna on top of this building, was, oh, this is way outside the historical you know, realm. But yet we've got all these other antennas all over the place around town. And then we're building monstrosities of, uh, excuse me, where you're building you know, high-rise buildings, right? You know, and it was just kind of crazy that that was what they, they were not really supporting us on. But we went to the Historical Preservation Commission. Then we ended up going to the uh, planning and zoning and uh, to get this approved for a deviation for us to go ahead and put this in place. And so this is how 
you know, we as a community come together to work with the city. And, you know, this is we had to dig in to some deep, deep stuff to justify it. Mm-hmm. And it had to, it came down to the that we said, well, this is for public safety and that that was allowed, I think, was how we ended up doing this. But originally staff was not very open to doing this. Yeah, and I, I think about, you know, the meetings that we had over at the activity center and there was meetings over at Wake the Dead and there was meetings over at, oh, is it the rail yard? Mm-hmm. Meetings at the yeah. rail yard. And I think of, of, of a lot of the people that started with us, too, that are no longer with us. You know, there's yeah. a, photo, a photo of me and, and you and Ollie Giles, mm-hmm. you know, and Ollie came to, you know, several of the meetings. Oh, and, yeah. you know, now she's passed on. But, you know, I want to remember her because this was something that, that she, you know. She was with the San Marcos Voice, <laughs> who we had originally started working with, uh, that decided, no, they didn't want to move forward. And uh, actually, there's some talk of, uh, of if you go and you look in the uh, San Marcos Daily Record today, there was a good article that was uh, put out by Priscilla that we were talking about this that she was asking about some of the history mm-hmm. but uh, yes Ollie and uh, Tony Wilson is no longer with mm-hmm. us uh, we've got a couple other people that were along with us at the beginning that uh, are no longer there and so but that's it's been seven eight years mm-hmm. you know since we've uh, we've been seven years on the air okay from the point of uh, being uh on the internet and we've been there for the last uh year now or for the last seven years from january 1st on mm-hmm. so we're, we're gonna so be this will be eight year yeah and so here we are right you know it's it's it's, it's a good start so um as and i failed to mention there that the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts and the guests and not necessarily those of kcsm or smtxcra just so we get that out of the way since i I was kind of getting into a little territory there um but let's go on back so the the guest we we had a cancellation tonight at the last minute and uh i hope everybody's fine and you know it's it's just so but we were talking last week about uh, coming up on Veterans Day. And I was telling some folks about, uh, I really loved when you pulled the book out that was your dad's. Mm-hmm. And going back to the history of the World War II veterans in Hayes County. And I've never seen that book before. And just the, the, what you were reading out of that. And, and I think I was telling some folks about that. That's one of the neat things about this show is that you're bringing the old history and we're trying to bring that to new generations. We're trying to connect people up with the way we've been, where are we at now and where are we going? And that's what this show, we, we try to do this in you know, a lot of first person history and, and talking to people. And I think as we're uh, gathering a little bit of traction on the show that people are a little bit more aware that we're here, um, I'm starting to get a little bit more feedback. And uh, before I came here, I stopped over at the yellow store to get some gas and someone pulled in and said, oh, hey, um, I listened to uh, one of the shows that you did and you had um, somebody from the Lucio family uh, come up and, and they're also from the Lucio family. And they're like, they, there's just a lot of stuff that got left out and I want to come to the show. Right. And I said, okay, you know, you're more than welcome to come, get your stuff together and, and we'll, we'll get you a show. 
It's that fire. That mm-hmm. it, that's a momentum, and that's bringing community back together. Whatever side you may be on, I know uh, we had a, a I did a show on Friday night with uh, we the people, and I had uh, Griselle uh, Paris uh, from the city of San Marcos uh, was here, and she is our new equity officer. Uh, but we were talking about the. You know, how do you bring the community together over the years? We've got both socioeconomic and you've got the, you know, uh, the ethnicity divides that we have here in the town. And, you know, that, that kind of pits different folks against each other in a lot of ways in the politics and in the way things work. But yet everyone grew up together. Okay, you know, you were talking with the band here just a few minutes ago when you came in about uh, your dad's bar that he used to have. And that, you know, he had PBR, he had Paps Blue Ribbon, he had Schlitz, he had, uh, you know, the old Pearl. Pearl. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, that, wait a minute, you know, yeah, your dad owned a bar. Yeah, you know, I grew up around this stuff. Well, and not only that, I think it also shows how, you know, when we were younger, we were connected, and we knew everybody in our neighborhood, right? But now, as San Marcos is growing, and some of the people that lived in our neighborhood are are no longer there, we're starting to see an influx of new people, and there's not that sense of neighborly community because I don't know who some of my neighbors are anymore, well, and I used to know who everybody was. These guys and, are literally, I mean, yeah. across the street, mm-hmm. okay, and. Yeah, they've lived there now. They're renters, mm-hmm. but they've lived there uh, for a couple of years. This is the the old house, and yeah. they didn't even know about the old fire station there. Yeah. You know? And so here they are, my neighbors too, and I I don't know who they are. And so now we've made friends, and now I'll pop over and say hello, fellas. See, all through KZSM, and yeah. that's what I I tell folks about a lot of times is that no, it's not just the fact that we're a radio station. Okay, it's about getting the voices out there. And yes, we want to entertain, enlighten, and engage. That is our mission statement. But yet, it is also about building community through our voices, building communities through this place that we have down here that is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit, but it is your studio. You know, my job is to come in and to put you on the microphone and to make sure that we're FCC compliant. And, you know, it's it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I want to go ahead and remind everybody, because we were talking about the veterans, that we do have a Veterans um, Day Parade coming up on Saturday. And it starts at 10 o'clock. And um, I read in the paper that this, the city cemetery now is also participating in the in the wreaths uh, uh, program. And so, um, you know, hopefully, and speaking to some of the other people, um, they're trying to get that program in some of the other cemeteries. So hopefully as we grow and we move along, maybe we can see all our veterans have um, a wreath, you know, at, at, you know, at their uh, tombstone. So, you know, that's something for us to think about, you know, for in the future. And so don't forget to come out to the parade and honor your veterans. And um, also, we want to remind you about the Loteria Fest. It's also going to be coming up on Saturday. Um, it is going to start at 10 a.m., and it's going to go on till 5. 
and it's going to be held at Cuauhtémoc Hall at 1100 Patton Street here in the city. And so please stop by and visit, visit our friend Courtney over uh, at the Loteria Fest. Okay, some of the great things going on around town. And uh, let's take a quick station ID break. These are some of the shows that are going to be coming up. You are listening to Rices here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. We're going to be right back with him. Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? Read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading or not reading, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world. This is Free Thought Radio with co-hosts Dan Barker and Annie Laurie Gaylor. Irreverent views, news, music, and interview. Tune in Mondays, 11 a.m., to hear Free Thought Radio right here on kzsm.org, your true community radio station. Free Thought Radio is underwritten locally by the Hill Country Freethinkers. HayesInform.com is your gateway to information that you need about emergencies here in Hayes County. If you go to their website, that is hayesinform.com, you will find all sorts of information from current alerts, upcoming events, and talking about safety here in our community. That is hayesinformed.com. That is your connection along with KZSM. LP FM 104.1. We are here to help in emergencies in the community. Go to hazeinformed.com to find out how you can be prepared. Join us at 11 a.m. on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month for two new half-hour back-to-back shows, Mothering Earth and Wonderful World. Mothering Earth a show from Wimberley features interviews with locals on important environmental issues in Hayes County. Mothering Earth will be followed by Wonderful World at 11.30. On the second Tuesdays of Wonderful World, hear all about the San Marcos River Foundation from host Diane Wasinich and her guests. On the fourth Tuesdays, host Aspen Navarro and her guests will have news from the San Marcos Greenbelt Alliance. Celebrate our wonderful world with your true community radio station, KZSM. And we're back with you here in the studio on Riasis here on KZSM.org, KZSM, LPFM 104.1, San Marcos, Texas. Glad to have you all tuned in and listening in wherever you're at, whether you are here in our local community or worldwide, that we get you on the web. And I'm back here with Kathy Lara, and we are talking about what is going on here locally. And, you know, I think the big thing coming up Tuesday and is Election Day, and that is going to be affecting a lot of things for people and that's one of the things that we want to make you aware of is that city council where instead of being on tuesday night since it is an election day uh is going to be on monday night for the city council uh, meeting and we do have a city council race that is going on and we uh, also have uh the uh uh, the uh, amendments that are going to be there on the state constitution for you to vote on, and we've I've talked about those on the We the People show. But I think from the 
Hispanic side of things and from uh, just for those that are here in the community, knowing where to vote, how to vote, getting out. And that is important, especially for young people. Uh, that's what I, I'm always trying to talk about is even if it doesn't oh, it's you know, it's not about the presidential or it's not about a, a state, you know, somebody running for state office or something along that line, that the local elections matter, number one, and the fact that you vote on a regular basis. You know, we've talked about this. I, I think those are some of the shows that stand out over the last year that we've been doing the show here together, Kathy, is when Miss Garza coming in and talking about what they would do to raise that money for people for the poll tax, when they came back after World War II, and they said, we are going to take control, and we want to be part of the process. And I think that's where it's very important for us to be talking about how you know we go back from paying the poll tax that we talked about with the American GI form to talking about marching on City Hall. For back in the early 70s, when in the Victory Gardens neighborhood, when we did not have the streets paved. And we're going to have uh, uh, Mrs. Rodriguez come and talk to us about that. And she she's in her 90s already. But her memory, uh, I'll tell you, it, it, it's as vivid as if when she was uh, out there organizing this. And she's going to be a really, really good guest to have on our show but we do want to encourage everybody to go out and vote if you have not already voted and uh, study up on the amendments that are on uh, the ballot and um, here at the uh, city level for our council races uh, we have uh, shane scott and he's he does have an opponent and that's is it adam mm -hmm. How do you adam, adam von art adam von art and then also Alyssa garza uh, now, uh, she did have an opponent, but it's my understanding that um, he did not get in his uh, paperwork in time. So I believe he's on as a write-in candidate, mm -hmm. but I can't remember his name right off the top of my head for right. whatever reason. But, you know, go and look, you know, look at those things, look it up, and then go out and vote. And... Um, it's it's interesting that you mentioned uh, uh, Mrs. Garza, right? Because, I, and you talked about the things that happened at the state, and then there's the things that happened at the national level, and all those things, they do affect us. But there isn't anything that affects us more than the votes here at home, because these are the people that are going to uh, make the decisions that are going to affect you here at home. And so it's important to go out and do your homework and do your research and, and, and vote for the best candidate. And if you do need some information on the elections, go to Hayes County, uh, Texas, and uh, go under our elections. If you just Google uh, that information, uh, just Hayes County, Texas elections, or also go out to Hayes County 411, uh, vote 411, okay, is the site for the League of Women Voters. And, you know, if you've got questions, well, don't worry. It's uh, We're not talking real long lines here on Tuesday, 
but get out and go down to your neighborhoods. Now, you know, we're going to have the usual polling locations that are going to be opening over at the government center where there will be uh, locations over at Dunbar, over at, uh, um, over in Blanco Gardens, uh, over there at the uh, housing authority there. Is it, ca- is it CAP or yeah, the yeah. little store there? And then over at uh, Sunset Acres, at the uh, what used to be the health department, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, down there? Yeah, yeah, over off of Broadway, mm-hmm. and that'll be there as well. So this, you know, there are locations, and then you know, there's uh, around the area. So I generally try to go to wherever my local precinct is. Uh, that's always I vote on election day. That's always the way, and I also kind of. Last time around, I had lost my license, and I figured out how to do it without my license. And you can, okay? It's they, they'll take a passport, and they take a passport. Yeah. I, how I ended up doing that? I'd lost my license. It was I had my oh, birth card? certificate. I had a birth certificate, uh-huh. and I had a bank statement coming to my uh, my house mm-hmm. that I had official mail coming to my address. Oh, it's the same address I've had there for five years. I've been in, you know, in the area here for twenty some odd years. But you do, you know, with all of the the legislation that's been passed. No, is it make it impossible? Is it really trying to stop you from voting? No, you can vote, folks. Just you just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and I think that's only fair with for us to go and to remember that people have gone and done a lot of sacrifices, you know, as we're talking about Veterans Day, as we're talking about the folks here that got involved here to make that difference in San Marcos. Okay, it took our first um, Hispanic school board uh, president, right, was on, uh, or school board chair, was in uh, uh, the 80s, right? Uh, first uh, Hispanic uh, for mayor of city of San Marcos. Right? It was in the 70s, in the, 70s. the late 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay? And here we are 50 years later, but that was, think of that, that that was from the time that we were reading last week, from the 1940s. It was only 30, 40 years mm-hmm. that they came back and they made a change. Now, where are we at now? another 50 years later from the 1970s to the 2020s okay we're 50 years yeah and and for and for a really long time uh, on city council there really was not a hispanic representative so you know now now we we do have that you know we've got uh, Alyssa garza who's on um the um on the council and saul who's on the council and matt mendoza Mendoza, Mm -hmm. who's on the council so there's a little bit more of, um, I guess, I, I, I don't like to get into that that thing and say because you're Hispanic, you should vote for the Hispanics. You should always vote for what is right and correct, right? But I think a lot of people still still feel that way, right, that you don't have, you know, if you're Hispanic, you don't have the interest of the Hispanic people if you're not voting for the things that, that they need. So I think that still hasn't gone away. There's still a lot of that. And so I think we kind of have to be really careful when we talk in, in, in terms like that. But, yeah, and um, if you have any questions about um, anything that has to do with the elections, you can always call the, uh, elections, the, the elections office 
and, and ask any questions that, that you may have. And I think they've moved now, right? They're over off of Stagecoach and Hunter Road? Yes, they are over at... Uh, the, the old Dick Burdick building? The, yes, where the uh, car museum was mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. And so they are there now. Uh, so go on over to the elections office. And that uh, kept them a little separate, and you know, we didn't have the intimidation. Plus... Just voting was, especially with uh, when we would have jury pools and things like that, it, you know, it just got to be very difficult there. Uh, plus, the signs. Oh, man. You know, just the, the, you know, for when we have all of these signs up, excuse me, for the, uh, the for the voting, you know. Uh, this time around, I don't think we're going to have very much. But uh, come next year, oh, that's another story. Uh, Democratic primaries and the Republican primaries are probably the next big elections after this. But the question is, am I registered to vote or not? And if you go to the uh, Hayes County uh, site, I am running into a little problem, though, that you may have is there's a uh, Adobe Flash player, uh, even though I've got a fairly upgraded system uh, here. I'm having some problems with the county site, so you may have to upgrade your your flash player uh, to get that information. But uh, you can find out whether you are registered to vote and where to vote in in locations around town. And um, so um, I think we're going to go into a break here in a little while, but I'm going to go ahead and set up for the next segment. So um, we have a city council meeting that's going to be held tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, it starts at six o'clock and there has been a lot of discussion about the downtown master plan and so um, they hired a consultant to come out and and work on the master plan and so there were some people that were not quite um, happy with the way that the master plan was presented and so they didn't pass it when it when it came to council and so they took some time to go back and I think they they rewrote a lot of the master plan so when the master plan went to planning and zoning there was a discussion about what we wanted to see along cm allen as far as um uh, the type of, of building that we wanted or did we not want any building and so there was three options that were presented to planning and zoning and um i believe that one option was to build uh, apartment apartments along Seam Allen and the second option was uh, park space and then the third option was a combination of both uh, apartments and and businesses so um, I guess apartments on the top and businesses on on the bottom yeah, it floor. gets it gets really confusing for folks and this is one of the problems is that over the last week is separating this out we've had a lot of folks here in the studio talking about this and you've got a comprehensive plan that is the whole for the entire city. They have been going through, they've had consultants, they've had people here, and where am I on my time? Okay, we're almost there. Uh, and they had consultants, came through, uh, got inputs from everyone, and then when it got to the planning and zoning, planning and zoning said, wait a minute, time out. We know that there were some things that were that along on the process that were from uh, folks that are stakeholders that really weren't incorporated in. We don't think that they did a really good job from the consultants end of it. So they went and added some things in, and that's this uh, to that plan. And then that is what is going before city council. 
But then they also separated out the downtown component of that plan. So city council is going to be voting separately on the downtown component. That is the one that is this plus plus that we have some uh, folks from outside the community that have been lobbying and calling and uh, they've got a website for people to go to. Uh, And so that's the big one that is coming up right now tomorrow night is the whole comprehensive plan, number one. Then that downtown plan, which part of that downtown plan is also a separate issue, is this parkland that they are wanting to do off of CM Allen. And so the the big issue that I'm hearing from everyone, Kathy, is that this is pitting the, you know, okay, do we go and we save this land downtown that's by the river, but what is, you know, with where we don't have any money for the city, where we could take that money and put it into parks all across the city on the other side of I-35 in a lot of the areas that normally we have not been putting a lot of the park space and the parklands in, should we spend that money? And I, that's, I think that's kind of the, to, to summarize it all up in a minute or so. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go into the break, and then we'll come back, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. KCSM.org, True Community Radio. You're listening to Riasis here. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. And, uh, again, you can always, if you have an idea for the show or if you'd like to send any comments, go to KCSM.org and click on Contact Us. KCSM San Marcos at gmail.com is how you can get in touch with us. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be right back with you. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. Citizens Fire Academy Alumni Association invites you to their upcoming Pancakes with Santa. Come on out to Fire Station Number 5, Saturday, December 2nd, at 100 Carlson Circle in San Marcos, Texas, to enjoy a hot breakfast cooked by firefighters and get the kiddos' picture taken with Santa. This is the first time they've been able to host this event since 2019, and they're excited to once again open their doors to serve the community stacks of delicious pancakes for a great cause. This annual fundraising event helps generate the funds to purchase additional smoke detectors for the citizens of San Marcos who need it. The suggested cash-only donation for this event is $5 per plate or $15 per family. I love that we're starting to get back into normalization after a couple years of COVID and that we're actually able to talk about how we can get these activities back again. 
here's a great way to bring your family out for pancake breakfast uh, with the San Marcos Fire Department. So glad that we can be part of that with the city. And speaking about the city, you know, this is one that they had got um, talked to us about uh, having these announcements, which we do. And if you have a nonprofit or if you're a government agency, let us know about how people can get involved in the community locally. This is what we do here at KCSM. And we have all of our volunteers love to have fun with these public service announcements. Now, we had, I just got handed these today from one of our city council members. And the city has a new program. It's a Minority Business Stabilization Fund. Okay, what are we talking about here? It's a one-time grant assistance program funded through the American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA. That's the COVID funds. And through this fund, the city provides direct aid to minority-owned businesses in San Marcos and award amounts. And if you have self-employed businesses up to $1,000, businesses with one to five full-time employees up to $5,000 you can be eligible for, businesses with six to 15 full-time employees up to $7,500. And um, application process, applications for minority business stabilization funds will be reviewed on a first-come, first-served basis. All eligible applications will be considered while funding is available. And this is, it's a limited time on this funding and qualifications you have to be located in san marcos 12 months of operations up to 25 employees and independently owned and operated and you can visit www.sanmarcostexas.gov backslash mbsf for more information or contact christian smith at csmith at sanmarcostex.gov and so this is an opportunity that even if you are a locally independent or small business, that there really is not a lot of stipulations on this from what I understand, is that they're trying to get the money out to the businesses to help with everything from power. Um, I had I was talking about uh, over here at uh, uh, Cuevas Grocery and they're, how they're struggling right now and how this is one of the ones that they're, they're getting them connected up with this right off the bat. And that helps with your power, helps with your, you know, your basic uh, things that they needed some help uh, as they ran into some problems with switching over from a, uh, uh, the way that it had been to the new setup with the new landlord. I, I forget what the, there were some things that the city had to change, but they had to come up with deposits. They had to come up with changes and things. And here's a small business, you know, minority owned business here in the neighborhoods and how important it is for us to continue to keep these minority businesses here in town. Well, you know, and, and, there are a lot of minority businesses here. You know, when, when you look at, at, at the square, you know, you see Marty over at the cleaners and you see um, uh, the young lady who has the, uh, the dress shop, mm -hmm. uh, uh, K&D, I think that's what it's called there. You know, the, uh, the, the cleaners uh, over on um, LBJ um, as you turn uh, coming in the one-way street. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of, you know, upholstery companies, you know, there's mm -hmm. uh, here in town that are all minority small businesses. So I think something like this, um, you know, will probably go um, uh, a long way. I would have liked to have seen it vent a little bit more money because, you know, I mean, l most people now are getting their utility bills. And a utility bill at, at, 
at a business now is running you you know north of two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars. Our utility bills here over the summertime were four hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay, and you know, yes, we've got the lights and we've got the AC, and it was a hot summer. But, you know, we, just like any other business, you know, we're just nonprofit, but mm-hmm. we're a business just like anyone else. Yeah, and, and so I wonder, and I think this is a, a lot of the problem that so many people have with the, with, with the city is that how, how do they come to this assessment, right, without even, do they, do they go and they talk to the small businesses? Did they say, what do you need? Where's this, this? But they just come up with this. And so, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that, I mean, it, it's it's great and it'll help you get, but I don't think it, it, that it's going to help you as, as much as it could if it was a little bit more. Uh, on uh, Friday night uh, on We the People, and I'll have that uh, up for tomorrow for uh, folks. If you missed that, you can catch that tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Um, we were talking with uh, Giselle Paris uh, about her... Uh, new role and they're doing these dream sessions uh, that they're wanting to try to go and to get inputs from people in the area and now one of these upcoming sessions is going to be at the San Marcos Public Library on November 13th at 6 p.m. and this is going to be all in Espanol it's a Spanish only for that session so you you know why why do we want to get involved? Why do we want to? We're already hearing this about you know, a lot of folks. Like you say, it's like, well, shoot, you know, it doesn't really sound like they're really listening to us. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity. I don't know what. I don't know how far it'll go, but engagement is important. I always believe that. And so having that voice, having that engagement here within the community, I think, is important for us. And I, I wanted to go to, to the one that they had, but I wasn't able to attend. But I also hear, and I don't know, um, we've had Mr. Montelongo come on before, right? And he's talked about how when you participate in, in some of these things where they say, come on in, how he has felt that these things are already stacked, right? Mm-hmm. And so you go in there and you give your opinion, but you know, you're know you one guy or there's three guys just like you, but there's 15 others who already come in with a predisposed uh, position on, on how they want this thing to go. And so I think it kind of deaders people to not attend these things anymore because they feel like they're wasting their time. And so it's my understanding, and I don't know, I know you got to talk to her. I haven't had an opportunity to talk to her, but I... I understand that she 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 is working for the city, but she's not um, going to be here that long. I think this is kind of like a. Um well, she's she has two years, mm-hmm. okay. For and you know they're going to kind of see how that goes, and the contract will probably go up to five years. But she is a city employee, mm-hmm. okay, and she is in the office of the city manager. She doesn't. Re- she reports directly to the city manager. And they're wanting to try to see where this goes. What can we accomplish with this? But, you know, my understanding is that the whole idea here is that we need this position and we need someone there in order to get these kind of grants Mm -hmm. and to help with this. So there's a lot of things going on in the background that I think the city's trying to find its way through. That's where we come in here at KCSM. And we're trying to do more within the Hispanic community, more within the African-American, more within the, uh, the, the women minority-owned businesses, but just in general with the community, how do we engage the city better? How can we be that, that 
person there. And I think that's where this comes with this show and with others, with our engagement and with our different hosts. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's the thing is that, so she's, she's working under the city manager, right? And so we really don't know, you know, they, they collect all this information, but if she takes it back, is this really where the city manager wants to go? And so I think, you know, that's where it comes to. It's kind of, kind of murky. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have people like, you know, as I mentioned, Mr. Montelongo, who says this. So maybe she compiles all this stuff and she takes it back and then they see it and they say, no, we don't, we don't like it. But we, we're not privy to that information. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I am going to attend one of the sessions just to kind of see uh, where it's going to go. And I'm not too sure what, you know, my idea of equity is my idea of equity, what she's talking about are, are, are you know, are, is, are those two different things. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to try to attend one of those sessions just to kind of see, you know, what it's, you know, where it's going, what it's about. So how that kind of ties in with the vote tomorrow night, that what we're talking about here is... E- you can make a difference. You can have sway, but make sure you know why, okay? One of the things that has bothered me so much, I talked about an outside group that is calling up people that is sending, I mean, I got a phone call this last week that said, uh, you know, you don't want uh, more traffic. You don't want, you want affordable housing. And, you know, make sure that they vote uh, no against this plus plus. Oh, wait a minute. Why is that that it's affordable housing? Why is it that why are they using those key words? Well, and I, and, I, and I think that that's the thing is that so, you know, I, I, I was vaguely aware of the outside interest, but I really don't know um, where they're coming from. But here's the thing is that what is affordable housing? Affordable housing to me and you are two different things. If I make, you know, $60,000, you know, a year, and then I can afford to pay fifteen, eighteen, maybe two thousand dollars a month on 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 rent in an apartment complex. Okay, keep in mind that the federal guidelines. Okay, so if you are getting a loan or if you're getting approved for apartments or any anything, you know, the federal guidelines mm-hmm. are generally that it is between thirty to thirty five percent. That's the max of your gross income, gross adjusted income. So say, for instance, that you are making uh, $15 an hour and you're working 40 hours a week. Okay, that's going to come out to uh, roughly about $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Right. So 30% of $2,000, you know, is uh, you're, you're what, talking eight dollars $900 a month? Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot find a one-bedroom apartment for that. Mm-hmm. And most people are not going to have uh, that job making $15 an hour, 40 hours a week. Okay? Yeah, and, it doesn't leave anything and, for utilities, doesn't leave anything for car payment if you have one, right. insurance, food, gas. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm not necessarily saying that, oh, well, we've got to raise wages or anything. You know, I don't know the answer, and I'm not saying. But I just think that that's important for people to really, when we use these phrases out there, that it's very important to that we cut through this. Well, and so and so, I think that's the thing is that, so it's an outside interest coming in saying this, but uh, how do they know what our demographics are here? They're, they're not talking about that. And we were talking, I, I was talking to somebody earlier, we were talking about the school district where they say that, uh, something like 60 or 65% of the school district are Hispanics and they fall into that 
you know, that category of, of uh, under, you know, under the poverty line. Right, that they're eligible for school lunches. That's the big one, is that majority of our students in uh, the SMCISD are eligible for, for uh, reduced or free school lunches. And so this, that says a lot about, about, our, about our Hispanic population, that we're way under being able to afford, afford what they're calling affordable housing. Because Sorry. they're not they're not telling us what their idea of affordable housing is. So, you know, my question would be, okay, so when they're doing this, are they going to allow, um, are they going to come to the city and say, like some apartments do that, that get these subsidies, we're going to have a certain amount of our units are going to go to people who fall under that income bracket? So these are the things that we don't know yet. And, and so it's a kind of a little bit, um, I think, um, um, misleading. Well, in, that's the whole thing is that what they're, they're doing is using this, oh, vote, you don't want these things, so vote against this. Well, let's get into the little depth of this, that it is, what it's doing is allowing more rent by the bedrooms. It's allowing, uh, it's allowing a lot of things to come in that allow for more denser housing and for high rises and things like that, which are more, that's not traditional for San Marcos, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm weaving over, but I, I want to keep going on this a little bit. So let's take a quick station ID break. We're going to come right back with you. You're listening to Rice's here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. Your host, Kathy Laura. My name is Rob Burke, and uh, I am the producer, the guy on the other side of the microphone. And when we don't have guests in, Kathy and I talk about what's going on here locally for you to be aware of. We're going to be right back with you. And again, as a reminder, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTX here. I'll be right back with you. Come over to the Price Center in downtown San Marcos, Texas, every first Tuesday of the month for the helpfully named First Tuesday SMTX Film Series. Doors open at 6.30 for pizza and beer, with films starting at 7. Tickets are $5 at the door. November's movie is Light from the East. Light from the East begins in 1991 after the fall of communism. The film portrays a personal journey behind the Iron Curtain while highlighting Ukraine's historic struggle to maintain independence from Russia. This 2022 presentation includes new interviews with several of the performers who share their perspectives on the realities of Ukraine today. Light from the East will be shown on November 14th, which is the second Tuesday, because the first Tuesday is Election Day. For more information, including the rest of the year's schedule, visit their website at firsttuesdaysmtx.com. How many roads must a man walk down before they call him a man? Listen, speak, and learn from the many different voices of our diverse community. Join us from 7 to 8.30 p.m. on the second Thursday of each month for Voices at the Table. This free series features guest speakers from different cultural groups in our community with the aim of building awareness and understanding of different perspectives and experiences. You'll hear from racial and ethnic groups, religious and spiritual groups, LGBTQIA, and other marginalized populations. Voices at the Table is brought to you by the San Marcos Unitarian Universalist Fellowship and meets at First Christian Church, 3105 Ranch Road 12 in San Marcos. Bring your questions and engage in lively dialogue. We'll see you there. 
Yeah, we're back with you here in the studio. And uh, Kathy, let's go on and head back to the conversation here. Well, and I always talk about how the time goes by so fast, and here we have so much to say, and Luke, we're almost out of time. Mm. But, you know, I've been talking to, um, you know, people in the community from different parts of, of, of the neighborhood about this whole, this whole thing that's going to happen tomorrow with this vote. And uh, I've spoken to some people in the Blanco, Blanco Garden in the Blanco Gardens neighborhood, and um, I, I think a lot of the consensus is that, um, you know, when you pass the courthouse here, you're going, you, you cross over um, LBJ, and you're going east, and, you know, my father used to tell me that there used to be so many Hispanic businesses and, and people, is Hispanic homes in that area, right? And so I know Mr. Garza talked about how they lived on the other end of Seam Allen, and so um, a lot of conversation is being had about the displacement of the Hispanic people that lived along the river and over on the Porter Street area where now the tennis, the tennis courts are. And how um, I said urban renewal, but somebody said, no, it was urban removal. Yeah. And so how a lot of these Hispanic families lost this um, what we consider now prime property along the river. Right. And this was all done. This is for safety. This mm -hmm. is because you keep getting flooded out mm -hmm. that we want to uh, make sure that, you know, we're going to take you out from there. And the city got most of that land through eminent domain. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's still, I, I was talking to someone today and they said, man, you know, it's still a very sore subject with a lot of people in well, town and, and, when you talk eminent domain. Yeah, and, and well, and I'll tell you because, so I think a lot, you know, I, I remember I must have been about um, t 10, maybe 11 when all this was happening, right? And there are still people a little bit older than me who remember their, the houses that their grandparents had, the houses that their parents had, and how they had to move. You know, they, they were displaced to other different parts of the city. You know, you, you got your money, and then you had to go and find the house. So a lot of them ended up in the Mill Street area. A lot of them ended up in um, Sunset, Sunset Acres. And so they went throughout. But the memory is, the, the memory is still there. And so I think at those that, that do vote, they do remember that. And I think um, what has really irked a lot of them is that the conversations that were had at council was they won't even talk about the possibility of eminent domaining this, the, the tool is there. And I don't, I don't, I don't like eminent domain. You, you know the conversation that you and I oh, we yeah. have about that. <laughs> That's a whole other show. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is that when you talk about equity, right, how can you displace 300 people and use eminent domain, but here we don't have maybe seven properties and nobody wants to go into executive session and talk about eminent domain? I mean, how do you not even put that on the table? So, so I think that's, that's a lot of the, the, the conversation that is being had. And you, you hear things about some of the uh, city council members. And so... I, I don't know, you know, there's just some things that, that, that'll, that'll take you off from being the city council member. And, you know, we saw what happened over at, at the woods with some of the, the, the council members, right? They, they got voted out. And so I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing a, a, a lot, a lot along those lines. Um, but, you know, who knows, you know, you know, who knows? Uh, but I also, I, I also in general, am also seeing something else. Um, that I think it's wonderful. I'm seeing coalitions that are being built now. Yeah. 
And I don't think that that city council members are aware of the things that are going on out there and all these coalitions now that are happening and all these people that are now talking to each other. And um, I, you know, understood that there was a, a petition that was going on, right, for um, uh, to be handed in tomorrow. And I went to go check it, and there's like 268 signatures on that thing, and it only started four days ago. And what what is that petition? What are they wanting to do? So, well, I think they want to present that to, to and, and I'm just guessing, because I don't know the lady who put yeah. the petition together. But I'm assuming that they're just going to present that at, at, at city council and say, look, you know, we've got these signatures and these people are wanting you to vote for option two. Yeah, I'll, I'll go on ahead and I'll be sending in an email tomorrow, but I've got, uh, I've got so many things around the station here. I'm not going to be able to go down for the vote tomorrow night. Um, but just stay involved. Okay. Go talk to your city council members. Just make sure that you're not, that you're diving into this a little bit. If someone is giving you, hey, you need to vote no on this because it is going to, it's affordability, traffic congestion. Let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk about it. Let's ask about it. Well, you know, and I I think too, you know, um, I guess when you sit on, on council, you're so busy that you're, sometimes you do talk to some of your constituents, but you're not talking to everybody, right? And so... From the people that I'm talking to, I think there's one or two that that are going to be in a little bit of hot water in, their, in, in the next elections that are coming up, just from the things that, that I'm hearing. And so um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Well, and I, was, I had someone come up to the uh, flea market today and was talking with uh, uh, Dora, and uh, she was talking about uh, issues going on over at the uh, at her uh, Rafa Euland where she lives with trailers, and how this is a huge trailer complex there, and that people are banding together. And uh, we're going to be having some folks coming on one of our shows talking about this. But uh, yes, yeah. It's- well, and I think you see, look at look at Annie and Noah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what they were able to accomplish, right? And so there's the you know this thing here and i think people have kind of looked at 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 them and what they accomplished and say god you know what they did that in such a small small amount of time they were able to build up that coalition uh and so um you know that that's not really over but it's kind of quelled that for, for a little while and then you know you're starting to see all these people now you know the river foundation is over there but you're starting to see these things where people are starting to talk to each other right uh, you know, Dr. Anahuatis was here, and so she she's really good with the with the people that she has that she can get them to band together. And so you're mm-hmm. starting to see these things, and I'm also starting to see things change uh, over at City Hall in the way that they that that things are happening, and not so much at City Hall, but changes in the way that the developers are changing the way that they do things at City Hall. So let's uh, wrap up the show here tonight, but uh, a couple things that you need to be aware of, the Loteria Fest. Sure. So we want to remind you about the Loteria, the Loteria Fest again. It'll be happening this, happening this Saturday from 10 to 5 over at the Cuauhtemo Hall at um, 1100 Patton Street. And, um, yeah, go out and support them. If you see uh, Courtney and her mom Bobby out there, tell them Kat sent you. Go out and say hello. And, uh, go out and support them and holler Loteria. Get a bingo card, or I should say a Loteria card, and uh, holler Loteria. And then remember our veterans coming up for Veterans Day Parade mm-hmm. this next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the parade will be held this Saturday at 10. 
at 10 a.m. in the morning. And so go out and um, bring a lawn chair and find your space and uh, watch the parade go by. And who do we have scheduled for next week? Next week, we are going to have Bobby Hernandez, who's going to come and talk to us. And um, that's going to be a really, really good show. She is uh, Sylvia Garza's daughter and the, mo- and the mother of Courtney, who was here just not too long ago. So, so she's going to be talking on what? Just we, we have all a, over the place. Yeah, we have a wide, <laughs> a wide uh, a range of topics that we're going to talk about. You know, she's an activist. And so we're going to talk about the things that, that um, she advocated for. And so now she's here in San Marcos. And we're going to talk about the things that she's involved in. Well, thank you very much for listening in to Raices here on KCSM LPFM 104.1 KCSM.org. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you all for tuning in. And uh, this has been one hour of Raices. And yeah, it always goes through real quick.